Praise God. Greetings to you all in the name of Jesus. It's been a minute since I made a video, I think. Yeah. So God has been good. God has been moving. Things have been tough, stress, pressure, just the regular things of life. But the Lord showed me something while I was going through. And indeed, it's a word and I'm going to bring it. And I've got a lot of scripture. I'm going to take my time with it. Um, and my Lord, let the spirit of God have his way. Let there be a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of his will. I pray that the eyes of your understanding will become enlightened by the word of God. In Jesus' name. So, zombie apocalypse. Hey, have you ever seen the zombie craze that's going on right now in the world? I mean, people are nuts for this concept of zombies, the undead, the walking dead. They've got TV shows out, movies that they're making, books that are written, and uh, there are people that are like seriously preparing for a zombie apocalypse. But what if I were to tell you that zombies are real? Now, people mostly think of zombies as a figment of our imagination or something to that effect. But what if I submit to you the idea that, you know what? Zombies are real. The walking dead, that's a real concept. Yeah, <laughs> I can prove it to you from the scripture. Let's go, let's go to some Bible verses. But before I do, let me define what zombies means. Now, I looked this up on my phone. I googled define zombies. And this is the definition that popped up. Check it out. A corpse said to be revived by witchcraft. And a corpse is a dead body particularly a human body. So the definition of a zombie is a corpse that has said to been revived by witchcraft. And uh, using this definition in some scripture, I'm going to build a thought. I'm going to submit to you and uh, hopefully encourage your soul and bless you and strengthen your faith and inspire you to walk for God with all your heart. The first point that I want to make is that as believers, we are dead to sin. We are supposed to be dead to sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 2. And as always, I'm reading from the KJV. And uh, if I don't, I will let you know. But feel free to follow along with whatever translation you are comfortable with. But beware, not all translations are the same. I stick to the KJV. So here it is. Romans 6 and 2. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We are dead to sin. I'm going to read a couple of more scriptures to show you <coughs> to show you that I'm in the word of God. Romans chapter 6 verses 7 through 8. For he that is dead is freed from sin, speaking of the believer. 
And verse 8, Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Verse 11 of the same chapter, Likewise reckon ye yourselves, likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Romans chapter 8 verse 10, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead, corpse, because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So the Bible details that the believer is dead. If you've put your faith in Christ, you've obeyed the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you will know that we are dead with Jesus. We are buried with him by baptism into death. Please refer to Romans chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. Read it down through a couple of verses till you get to about verse 6 or so. We are buried with Christ. We are dead with Christ. So, in a sense, our body, our mortal body is dead and buried with Jesus. And we were raised up to walk in newness of life. So, we are dead. We died at repentance. We were buried with Christ in baptism. And we were raised back up by the Holy Spirit of God. When we received the Holy Ghost, the Bible says that we were raised up with Christ by the same Spirit that raised Him from the dead. Resurrection power through the Holy Ghost. So, we are dead to sin. We don't sin because we have the life of Jesus. This is what the Bible teaches. Now, because we are dead to sin, our mortal, our old man is dead to sin, and we are now a new creation in God, that also means that we are alive in the Spirit. We are both dead, our old man, and alive, our new man. Dead in the flesh in the sense that our old man is dead, or this body is dead, which Paul calls the body of sin, it is dead, and sin is rendered ineffective because of this death. So, we are walking in the Spirit, or we have life through the Spirit, and therefore should be walking in the Spirit, because we live in the Spirit. And this is what makes this death valid. This is what causes us to experience the reality of this death. Look at what the Scripture says about being alive in the Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 10. We just read that. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead. Your physical body is dead. All of the affections of it are dead. The lusts of it and whatnot. These things die. The deeper we walk in the Spirit, these things begin to lose hold or their effect on us. Scripture validates this. Listen. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I am dead but I'm alive because Jesus is living in me, makes me alive by the Spirit and through the Spirit. So therefore, I am dead to sin. Romans chapter 8, verse 13. 
For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die, spiritually speaking, because we have life by the Spirit and through the Spirit. It's Jesus' life manifesting in us. But if we walk in the flesh, then we die. Then we get disconnected from that life. Sin is in the flesh, and when we're walking after the flesh or in the flesh, we are in sin, and we are in bondage to the sin that we were once freed from being dead. But if ye through the Spirit, through the Holy Ghost, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So it's the Spirit of God that enables us to put to death the deeds of the body, the motions or the, uh, the, the sinfulness of the body. The Spirit makes these things dead. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, I believe in the second or third verse, that it's the Spirit of life which is in Christ, that makes us free from the law of sin and death. Listen what the Bible says in Zechariah 4, 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Galatians 5, 25. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So, as believers, we have life in Christ and through Christ, and therefore we walk in the Spirit, or so it should be. But a lot of times, we don't walk after the Spirit. We're in the flesh and we're walking after the flesh. Romans chapter 10, verse 7 says, Or, shall, or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. When we're walking in the Spirit, it's kind of like we're soaring. We've taken height. We're, we're soaring. We're above the influence of flesh. We're above the influence or the power of sin. Let me say power because you're going to feel the motions of sin, but they're not going to have power over you. Like Romans chapter 6 talks about, we are not a slave to sin but we're freed from sin. So when sin comes knocking on the door, we don't have to obey. We can make a choice. No, I'm not going to sin. That doesn't mean that we'll never feel sin. You're going to experience the push and the pull of sin, but it's not going to be so powerful that sin overtakes you. This is a reality. We can live there to, to where we are no longer in bondage to sin. And we have to progressively grow in the spirit and rise in the spirit to walk in that reality. I believe that it's possible. In fact, I've experienced that for a season. I felt the sin, the pull of sin, but I had power to walk free from that pull or free from the enslavement of it. And the Bible says that he that is dead is freed from sin. So this is all a faith thing, right? Walking in the Spirit is done by faith. When we're walking in the Spirit, we are free from sin. We're not in bondage to that sin. But what happens when we stop walking in the Spirit? What happens when we stop praying? What happens when we stop reading the Bible? When we stop fasting? When we stop denying ourselves? What happens when we entertain thoughts that are not conducive to our spiritual walk? The Bible says that if we sow to the flesh, then we will of the flesh reap corruption. But if we sow to the Spirit, then we will of the Spirit reap 
life everlasting. What happens when we stop sowing to the spirit? My pastor puts it like this. T. He portrays the spiritual life and the carnal or natural life in this sense. He describes it as two dogs. There's a spiritual dog and a carnal dog. Whichever dog you feed the most is going to grow bigger and stronger. If the two were to get into a fight, the dog that's bigger and stronger is going to win. Paul talks about the same struggle in Romans chapter 7. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. And he also says in Galatians chapter 5 that the spirit, <clears throat> my Lord, what is this? Something's trying to destroy me right now. Pray for me. The spirit lusts against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. And these are contrary the one to another. So they are against one another. You have the spirit working against the force of the flesh and the flesh pushing against the spirit. And if you're not feeding your spirit, if you're not walking in the spirit, if you're not being spiritually minded, then your flesh is going to rise up and overthrow the influence of the spirit. Usually, we do that when we sin. When we sin, we give the flesh power. And here is what happens. Remember that definition about zombies? A corpse is said to be revived by witchcraft. Listen to what James 1, 12 through 15 says. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. This is a fleshly thing right here. The lust of the flesh. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death, spiritual death. Spiritual death is the inverse of carnal life. Sin is rebellion against God. When you sin, you are rebelling against God. So when you allow yourself to be drawn away by the lust of your flesh because you've not been praying, you've not been reading the Bible, you've not been spending time, you've not been fasting, you've not been engaging in any of the spiritual disciplines that give a rise to the spirit over the flesh. These disciplines are an expression of faith. We are saved by grace through faith. These disciplines are an action or work that validates that you believe in God. If you believe in Jesus, you're going to abide in Jesus, like John 15 talks about. Well, how do you abide in Christ? By reading the Bible, meditating on His Word, by praying, being in communication and connection with God and having fellowship. You're expressing faith. You're not going to talk to somebody that you don't believe in. So prayer validates faith. It's a work that says my faith is alive. If you say that you believe in God and you never pray to God, then your faith is dead faith. It's not living. But when you pray, you're expressing an action that validates your faith. So when we stop praying, when we stop reading the Bible, when we stop expressing active living faith in God, the carnal begins to take over. We start thinking carnally. We start, we start thinking 
like the old man. Thoughts will come back. Things will come back. The flesh begins to rise back up. And eventually when we're drawn away with this carnal lust, we end up sinning. Sin is rebellion. Look at what the Bible says about rebellion. 1 Samuel 15, 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And what does the definition of a zombie say? The definition of a zombie says a zombie is a corpse said to be revived by witchcraft. So what's really happening when you stop walking in the spirit and you start entertaining the flesh, you start moving in the flesh, eventually the lust of the flesh is going to overcome you and you're going to end up sinning. You're sinning in your mind, you're sinning in your heart, because you've opened yourself up to this old man. And when you sin, you are in rebellion. And because rebellion is like witchcraft, now this witchcraft has revived the corpse. That which was dead in Christ has now been revived, and now you're like a spiritual zombie. You're a walking dead person walking after the flesh when your life is no longer in the flesh your life is in the spirit so now you're in the flesh and the bible says they that are in the flesh cannot please god they that are carnally minded cannot please god so now you're back in bondage to sin because you stopped walking after the spirit and you started walking after the flesh and the things of the flesh have been revived, so to speak, and now you're like a zombie. You're a walking dead. We've got so many believers out here that they're not walking in the spirit. They're walking in the flesh, and they've revived things that have been buried with Christ. They've revived things that they've died to. You've been delivered from drugs and alcohol, and all of a sudden, because you're walking after the flesh, now you're starting to be tempted again with drinking. You're starting to be tempted again with having sex, watching pornography doing drugs you're wanting to smack people you're wanting to get into fights you're wanting to cuss people out all the things that we used to do as a carnal person as a worldly person that were laid to rest when we were saved now are coming back up when we gave our life to Christ and we died with him and were buried with him the old man was laid to rest 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are made new. Well, when you start walking in the flesh and you're starting to sin and live in rebellion, rebellion is like witchcraft. Witchcraft revives that which was dead and reanimates the old man. Now you're starting to think like the old man. You're starting to be tempted with the things that the old man was tempted before. And you're wondering what happened. I thought that this was dead. I thought I was dead to sin. But here I'm starting to see the same thing. It could be that you have become a walking zombie by reason of rebellion and sin, which rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. You've reanimated that which was buried with Jesus, and now you've revived it. You've revived a corpse. You're a walking dead person. You're a zombie. We've got too many zombies in Christianity. We've got too many people that are walking 
with a form of godliness, but they're denying the power, the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead, the same power that now keeps us, which is the Holy Ghost. We begin to forsake that power when we get carnally minded and we start walking after the flesh and doing the things of the flesh, walking after sin, living in sin again. Now we're fronting. We're presenting ourselves as believers, as having, having godliness, but no power. A sign of a zombie is a form of godliness and denying the power. Now you're in the flesh and you're trying to live for God in the strength of the flesh and it will never work. You're in sin, you're going to stay in bondage to sin, and you're going to struggle with it until you break out and to begin walking in the spirit again. We can only live this life by the power of God's Spirit. There's no way, there is no way that anybody that calls themselves a believer can live for God without the power of the Spirit. Jesus said, if you abide in me and I in you, then you're going to bear much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. Without the Spirit of God in you, you cannot live for God. You cannot live, you cannot live beyond the power or grasp of sin because it's the Spirit. We, through the Spirit, put to death the deeds of the body. Romans chapter 8. Not by power or by might, but by my Spirit. It's the Spirit of God that enables us to rise above the flesh. Here is what that looks like. Imagine an airplane. You know, the Bible says that we shall mount up with wings as an eagle. We soar in the spirit with God. When we're sowing to the spirit, we begin to gain altitude. In a way similar that gravity supposedly holds us to the earth. So sin is that pull that, that pulls us in, that pulls us to the flesh. You know what I'm saying? Or, or flesh has a pull through sin that keeps us grounded in God. But the more we rise in the spirit, the more we sow to the spirit, the more altitude we gain, the more we escape the pull or power of sin. So now we are soaring in the spirit and we've, we've soared above the pull or power of sin. It doesn't control us because we're free soaring in the spirit, walking in the spirit, living in the spirit. But the moment that you stop sowing to the spirit and you start sowing to the flesh, you begin to lose altitude. You lose cruising power. You begin to descend back to the carnal nature, back to the surface of the flesh and sin, and you succumb to the pull of sin. That's the lust that draws you down when you stop sowing to the spirit and you start sowing to the flesh. So in order for us to gain altitude again, we need the wind of his spirit to breathe on us and lift us up and give us altitude. We need the wind of the spirit of God to give us elevation again. We have to sow to the spirit. Read the Bible, pray, fast, deny the flesh, begin with repentance. Lord, I've sinned. I've, I've started walking in the flesh and have the power of God reverse that through the mercy that's released and the grace that's released when you repent and when you come clean with God. Don't be like a walking zombie. There's no power in that. You're defeated when you're a zombie. So many believers are out there. They have a form of godliness. 
They're spiritual zombies. There's a spiritual zombie apocalypse. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to make you a zombie. If he can't kill you, then he wants you to become ineffective by operating in the flesh. But I'm telling somebody today, if this describes you or this describes somebody you know, get into the spirit, seek the spirit, begin to sow to the spirit, live in the spirit, forsake the things of the flesh, recognize that you're walking in the flesh and moving in the flesh and repent and turn from walking in the flesh and allow the spirit of the living God to breathe on you and lift you up out of the pull and power of sin that has you bound. Let that witchcraft be returned, be, be reversed. Witchcraft is rebellion. Let your obedience be fulfilled. Or, or what's the scripture say? When your obedience is fulfilled. I'm going to have to look that up and post it. But bless God. I hope that this encourages you. I hope that you realize how important it is to walk in the spirit. We cannot afford to give any place, not the slightest place to the flesh. Like a savage, crucify it. Live in the spirit. Walk after the spirit. Recognize your patterns in the name of Jesus. I pray that God strengthens you with might by his spirit in your inner being and that you begin to rise up in Jesus' name by his spirit that raised him from the dead. Put that zombie to rest. And walk in that new man that God made you to be, or woman. In Jesus' name, be encouraged.